Once upon a time, decades ago, I went through a horrific trauma. And if this has ever been you, you know what trauma does to our bodies. It leaves behind a lot. My body, and I was probably like the tiniest, tiniest my body has ever been as an adult. After this trauma, my body felt very, very heavy. And I couldn't figure out what to do. But my therapist, who specialized in trauma response, recommended that I start my recovery with my body because it needed the most attention. She wanted to address that heaviness. So she recommended a yoga class specifically for people in my circumstance. And I went, but it was a lot. And I felt, honestly, I felt even heavier. But there was something to the stretching, the extensions in yoga. That part did feel right. And I started then not to go to that class, but I started to attend a kundalini yoga class. And we wore all white, and we learned where to position our fingers in meditation. We learned how to let the light in but I needed more. I needed to be pushed to a different edge than the one that I felt that I was about to fall off of. I needed to feel like I was on the brink of, of, of death even because that was how I felt all day long. I wanted control over that experience, which was how on that hot summer's day, I first found Bikram. Now, I didn't know anything about the revelations that would come out about Bikram himself or the community and all of its myriad issues. I just knew that it was a really hot yoga practice in a room full of people who really pushed themselves to a brink too. It felt like a community, but this pushing to the brink was controlled and timed and choreographed and predictable, and it was exactly what I needed, and I started to go every day. But there was one part of the Bikram sequence that always challenged me, and quite frankly, I, I hated it. Now, just to say there are a number of asana or, or positions that lead up to the one that I did not like, and each position or asana is meant to do something specific with your body, often with some kind of release. So to the point in the sequence, your body has released a lot of different forms of toxins that it's been holding, but then the sequence brings you some openings. And the one that I hated, hated, was camel, ustrasana. Camel. And as I started to study the form more closely and even to take some private instruction, my instructor, an incredible woman named Olivia, otherwise known as Liv, and Salmo, and here she is being her on screen, Olivia taught me something incredibly instructive. Camel wasn't hard for me physically. It wasn't that. Camel was hard for me because of what it asked of my spirit. You see, the thing about camel is that it's designed to open up the heart. 
but my heart didn't want to be open. Trauma had said no, absolutely not. So Olivia and I decided that I would sit out camel for a while until I'd figured out how to open up my heart, which too was body work, but it was prayer work too. Actually, it was primarily prayer work. And you see, part of the ancient Christian rites was a very specific set of movements, a sequence, if you will, that was built into the liturgy. Before you can go to the table of nourishment, the altar, you have to unburden. You confess, you repent, you receive your forgiveness. But even if you take a step back from that, our initiatory ritual, which is baptism, is that too. It's a cleansing. It flushes out the toxicity of past experiences and then bathes you forever in God's grace. And I should say that if you haven't had the gift or the blessing of a baptism just yet, I highly encourage you to reach out to us, reach out to the church, and we can do this for you. It would be our greatest honor. I always talk about here at the park, our vision is that we follow Jesus in word and manner and deed. And one of the deeds that Jesus did and then invites us to follow him to do is to receive that cleansing, to flush out the toxins. So when Olivia told me to work on preparing myself to open my heart, I realized that I had missed a step in the sequence. I had released the toxins in my body, but I hadn't flushed them out. They were just kind of sloshing about, which wasn't helpful. So we did a cleanse. First, it involved a physical fast, again, another Christian ritual, but my body needed to be clear. A spiritual cleanse followed where I laid everything on the altar for God. I said, God, I give it all to you. I took it to the king without much to bring. Thank you, Tasha Cobb. But it was my offering. And if you've never tried this, if you've never approached the throne all alone, heart torn in pieces, if you've never tried this, go ahead and let today be the day. Don't wait, don't pass, go. You are ready and God is ready for you. And once I could say, here God, take it, take the parts of me that I need to get out of me, keep them, take them, cleanse them from me. Here God, take me, take me as I am. I'm tired, my options are I'm prayed out and I don't know what to do, but I'm here, God, and I'm yours. I took it to the altar. And that's what I mean when I say that. I just laid it all bare and there. And then I had the blessing of being able to walk away, but not alone, though. I walked away with the God who brought me here in the first place. Cleansed of spirit, I began my juice and other forms of cleansing for my body, which if you're familiar with the world of wellness is huge. But I did all this so that I could take all that stuff, all of that toxicity and literally flush it from my being. And I took care of this with the help of God and some juice and a lot of water. And then I saw Olivia and something in her recognized something in me, and she knew, and maybe I did too, 
that it was time. I guess my spirit just had a whole new vibe. And I began the sequence. And this time, when we got to points where toxins were invited to leave various points of my body, they had a new pathway, a new place to go. The cleansing rituals that God invited and Olivia held me accountable to taught those toxins not to float around in my body, but to prepare to leave. And I was not going to be holding them any longer. And then, we got to half tortoise, which is what comes just before camel. And I started to feel flush. It was like there was this enemy that was fighting my body, saying, stop it, don't try it, you can't do it, it's gonna kill you, you can't do it, don't do it. But at this point, it was over my head, y'all, because God was involved. And where I couldn't, God did. So camel requires you to set up on your knees, which tracks. So I prayed with my hands on my hips in supplication to God, in supplication to the God who shaped me and formed me, who is my refuge and my strength. But also, with hands on hips, I prayed in defiance to all the forces that wanted me to be limited by the worst of my experiences. And on my knees, hands on my hips, I said, not today, not today. And then in camel, something happens. You take your hands from your hips and you fall backwards, moving your hands to your ankles. And as you do, in what is for sure a posture of submission with consent, your heart opens. And on that day, my heart did just that. But you know what? My body had been right all along. See, if I'd opened my heart with all of that toxicity just floating about my body with an enemy looking for an opening to take over my heart, body, and spirit, if I had opened up without enshrouding myself with the Holy Spirit first, I'd have let the wrong things in. And I think it could have done me some serious harm. And my body knew it was that wise. But once I took it to the altar and set the intention that my opening was to God, to God's Holy Spirit, to God's healing and strength and grace and mercy and truth and wisdom and power and glory, ooh, I can testify to you that my life changed forever. By the grace of God, when I opened my heart to God, we opened a channel. And any time I need to, I can go right back to it, cleansing again, letting the light in again, being made whole again. And I share this testimony because I want my journey from pain to help you or someone you know in yours or theirs. I want all of us to be ready for the elevation that God has in store for us, it has in store for you. And I don't know who all this is for, but I have a feeling 
that there are many amongst us today who are carrying burdens that are not yours to bear. And I have a strong hunch that there is someone listening right now who is lifting more than you have been assigned to lift by God. And I don't know who, but someone this word will reach needs to know this. You can let it go. You can let it out. That is not for you. Put it down. It's time, good people, to cleanse. Wade into God's healing waters, beloved, and let the Spirit come. With God's help, throw the door right open to God's grace, and with a heart open to God, watch what happens next. Selah. Thank you so much for joining us for this element of worship. We are so grateful that you have entrusted the park with this moment to hear music, to listen to the word of God, whatever it may be. And we just ask for your support. The park only functions with the generous donations of people like you. And 100% of your donation goes to the incredible ministries of this church, which give and give and give again. Thank you for the ways that you give in advance and for all that you might be ready to give in the future. God bless you and amen.